Welcome back to another edition of the Three and D podcast. As always, I'm your host Mark King. I got another, we got another great episode for you. It's been a while. It's been a few weeks, but I was on vacation last week uh, out with my family, spending some much needed time on fall break. But last night we had the opening game, opening night of Grizzlies basketball, uh, and I've got a great episode. I've got a, a good friend back with me, Connor Dunning, is going to join me today host of the Eric Hasselton show on 92.9 ESPN. He's going to uh, join me, talk about everything that happened last night. But first, I want to get to something that has been very uh, near and dear to my heart for probably almost two, almost two years now. Uh, if, 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 you don't, if you don't know, if you haven't seen it, uh, recently launched um, something that kind of let everybody in on the know is that we're, we're, we are producing a documentary series about Memphis basketball and it is called the basketball city so if you haven't seen it go check it out it's the basketballcity.com I tweeted a, a, a big uh, thread about it on my Twitter feed you can find a pinned to my profile there's a little teaser that we have already done there um, it's been a long time coming it's been something that we had an idea about I think it's been it's been a year and a half almost two years now it's been quite a while that we uh, that we've we've had this idea and had this thing we wanted to do, but uh, it's been a really weird and challenging effort uh, to do it, just because it involves a lot of involves a lot of players, involves a lot of uh, legal issues as far as footage and the rights and how you get this thing done, and then there's also the the, the product of where it's going to go and trying to get it sold, and a lot of those questions still aren't even answered as far as where it's going to end up. But we we went ahead and released it all to the public just so everybody would know what's out there. I uh, just want to thank everybody. Got a huge response. Everybody's been really supportive of, of it, and uh, it's been very, very cool to see how many people responded to me and just, just shot show me, show me messages of how how excited they are to see it. So that's been huge for us. I really appreciate that. And then just today um, or last night, I released some shirts that we're going to start selling. This is just basically to help us pay for the production. Uh, you know, we haven't gotten as old yet. We've had pitch meetings with several, several networks. Um, nobody's bought it, so. We're going to start filming anyway, and filming starts next week. So any little bit that you do, any any shirt you buy, all that money goes straight to the production and kind of paying for people, paying writers, paying uh, people for their time to help me film the film the um, the episode. So filming does start next week with a uh, with a big basketball uh, player in the city. I'm not going to say any names, but uh, several basketball players in the city. Or we'll, we'll start with those interviews next week, but. Beyond that, enough about me, but I have to I have to shamelessly promote my stuff on my own podcast. But enough about me. Connor, what's up, man? What's up? Real quick, want to make sure I'm not the host of Eric's show. He would kill me. Did I say that? <laughs> I'm the... I'm his producer, yeah. Oh, yeah, like man. Wow. <laughs> I'm his producer. Wow. I'm his producer. I just, I just hit the button. <laughs> yeah. that's <laughs> yeah, He would kill you. Yes, definitely. Producer of the Eric Halston Show. Uh, if, 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 you, if you were the host of the Eric Halston Show and it, you called it that, that'd be weird. You should call it the Connor Dunning Show. Yeah, it would be it, weird. It would, be weird. Yeah, it would be almost be like a tribute <laughs> show. It would be like something uh, happened to him. Yeah. <laughs> just a homage to Eric Hasselton, the great, mm-hmm. the late great. Uh, anyway, man, sorry about that. I, I didn't mean to. I was just getting through the intro. Uh, but your thoughts on the, you're just uh, quickly, what, what are your thoughts on the, on the game last night? Just off the top. Um, off the top. So I'm, a, I usually try to tend to be optimistic about stuff and like, it was a rough game. It sucked. Like it was, it was tough to watch. The second half was definitely like the third quarter was like the best quarter we played, which is weird because we always suck in the third quarters. But 
I'm going to try to focus on the positives of last night. I mean, Indiana is like the worst matchup we could have had for the first for the first game. Um, but off the top of my head, like it seemed like the rotation hasn't been 100% figured out yet. Like the the Brooks situation was weird. Um, Mark looked a little bit like he could still be out of shape. Uh, he kind of got a little bit more engaged in the second half. Um, but a lot of positives. I, I mean, Chandler Parsons looked good. I mean, he's probably one of our best players in the first half. Mike Connolly looked like him, him, his old self. Jermichael Green looked really good. Uh, Garrett Temple looked a lot better than people thought. So it was it was a weird game. Like, we got blown out. We definitely got blown out, and that effort is not acceptable. But that being said, there was a lot of things that I think that the Grizzlies can build on and move forward in the future. I'm just not hitting the panic button yet. Um, because I did see a lot of things. I do hope that we get a little bit of heavier dose of Jaron Jackson Jr. in the future, though. Yeah, I'm not hitting the panic button either. I mean, it's definitely – the one thing I tweeted last night is that it is a lot of new players, a new coach, and a new system. It's going to take some time. Right. And the only exactly. thing the only thing that I would say to that is how much time is it going to take? And when you do – if you do finally figure it out – Will you will you run out of time? Will there whether we look up and go oh well not, we can't even it doesn't matter what we do now like people you know the the playoff race is pretty much pretty much over and that's kind of the one thing I kind of take away from it is is how long is it going to take you to figure it out? I mean I, you know last night last night doesn't surprise me um, it's definitely it it sucked watching it in real time and I think people people realize that but. You know, it definitely doesn't surprise me with the amount of new people and new players and, and new coach and new system. And that's just, you know, that's like, that's a lot going on. You know, a lot of those players that played last night didn't even, you know, weren't on the team last year. So, um, like, you, like you mentioned, the rotations were weird, um, and, and we'll get into that. But but overall, I, I, thought, I thought it was, it sucked. You're right, it did suck, but at the same time, Indiana is a is a is a bad matchup, but at the same time, it, it just is a lot of things going on, and I'm not sure that JB's got it. I mean, I, I know JB doesn't have it all figured out now. It will be very interesting to see what he does Friday. Um, but along the rotations, this is what I saw a lot of on Twitter last night, and I saw you mentioned just a minute that people wanted more Jaron Jackson Jr. Why they complained why he wasn't that all of the Twitter is like why he wasn't starting. People are JB's using him incorrectly. You know all this stuff. I don't. I'm baffled by the JB is using him incorrectly thing because I don't know how else you're supposed to use him. I mean, I don't know right. if you people really think he's going to run plays for a rookie when you have Mark and Mike on the same team with him. But whatever. Um, but 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 getting more of Jaron Jackson, and I'll say this is and it's start, at least starting him. This is what I'll say to that, and you can I'll get your thoughts on it. But this is what I'll say to starting Jaron Jackson Jr. The Grizzlies were awful rebounding in preseason. They were awful rebounding in that game last night. And it, you, it's not going to make it any better if you put a rookie player out there who's not really a good rebounder anyway. So I understand you want more of Jaron Jackson Jr., but at the same time, you have to rebound the ball. There are a few things in, the, right. in, this, in this game that you can get away with, and rebounding is not one of them. Like being a bad rebounding team is not one of those things. You cannot get around it. You cannot hide that. Um, so you've got to put Jamaka Green out there on the floor every night so that he can at least rebound the ball when Mark or Mike, in the, when your best offense is out there. That is, that is what you have to do. Um, I, I, that is kind of what my case for for continuing to start Jamal Green right now. Now, if Jaron Jackson Jr. comes along, that's that's totally different. But right now, that's what I'll that's what I'll say for the case of not starting Jaron Jackson Jr. 
No, I absolutely agree with that. When I'm saying I, I want a little bit more Jaron Jackson Jr., it's more about I hope I want him to be a little bit more involved and engaged. Yeah. Um, because in reality, I mean, I just I just looked at the I just looked at the minutes right now, and I didn't even realize Jaron Jackson Jr. played just as long as Jamichael Green did. But it felt like Jamichael Green played like ten times longer than he did. Um, yeah. It was one of those weird things where Jaron Jackson Jr. just sometimes just wasn't a part of the offensive scheme, I guess, on that side of the floor, which was just weird, but also it's his first game. He's a rookie. All the things that you said, he should not be starting yet. He's not ready to start yet. Jermichael Green should definitely be the starter for at least the first, at least the first month of the season, probably longer. Um, Jermichael Green was one of our best players last night. He was. Like, he was active on the boards. He was, he was scoring. He had, he had two steals, uh, seven rebounds, two assists. He played well. It, when I say I want more Jaron Jackson Jr., I guess I want him to be a little bit more involved in the offense. I want him to get a little bit more opportunities um, because there were a few plays where he was wide open and he was just missed completely by players, and then a bad shot would happen yep. and stuff like that. So but when I'm saying I want more of him, I do not mean I want him to start. He does not need to be starting right now for this basketball team. No, I, I think I probably agree with that. Um, but the there were several instances where Marcus looked him off or other players looked him off. And I thought that was odd. And I don't know if that's just a trust factor with Mark yet. Like, you know what I mean? Cause Mark, Mark said, right. He, you really have to, there's some times where he just, he did the same thing with Chandler, Chandler last year. He would just look him off cause he didn't trust him to make the right play. Um, and so I think that's probably will come with that. That will come in time with Mark, and Jaron playing together, and, and once Mark realizes that this kid is not going to make the stupid mistake, you know, or is going to put right. him in a good it's, situation, so th- so that I think that will come. I think that's that's a mar- that's a trust issue, Mark. But yeah, you're right that there were several times where he just kind of looked him off, and then other players looked him off, and there ended up like there was one one play that ended up like just Mark taking a really bad three when Jaron was wide open for a three. I just was just weird. Some of those weird yeah. things that just didn't make sense. Um, but speaking of the rotation, speaking of the minutes, that was the that was the one that was concerning because you can you can say the players played bad all you want. Okay, they, Mark had a bad night. Mark Mike had a bad night. I think they were like they were terrible. I don't. I don't I'm looking at the box score. I don't even know what they were from the field, but they were awful. Um, yeah, they they were not good. Like when I say that they looked good, it meant like health. Well, yeah, Mike yeah. But, okay, so so Mark like and they, Mike like come looked healthy. Mark and Mike combined for five total shots. Five total made shots. That's not going to happen. But something that you no, can not. control on a nightly basis is the rotation, is the minutes. And Dylan Brooks getting mm-hmm. six minutes is a travesty. It is ridiculous that Dylan Brooks played six minutes and didn't even touch the floor, if I don't think correctly, in the second half. Um, that, that That's ridiculous. And, and Marshawn Brooks playing 22 minutes is, is just, just stupid. I mean, I get what you got to do. He's got to play Marshawn Brooks. He's got to roll him out there and see what he can do. But he was two for nine. Not, I mean, it just wasn't good. He, well, most of those points were garbage time. He had three points in like he had three points in like actual game time when there wasn't game wasn't over. But Dylan Brooks went through a whole season last year playing against starting quality players in the NBA and proved he could belong in this NBA. And so for him to come out and only get six minutes, just it just it's very confusing. I, I don't know because it's not like it's not like JB wasn't there for last year. He knows what Dylan can do. So I don't that. That's weird, right? I mean, <laughs> that's got to change. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I mean, Dylan only took he took one shot and he was scoreless, and he didn't even fill the box score for anything. It was just a weird. The only thing I can think of is that JB is like, 
we we were getting crushed. He knew we weren't going to win that game, and he was like, I'm going to just sit Dylan and just see what Marshawn can do. I don't know if he thought it was a bad matchup with Tyreek on the floor. I don't know. Like it was, it was just like I do, I did not see a reason for Dylan not to be playing. It was just very, yeah. it was weird. But I would be shocked if the same thing. To be honest, I kind of think it's going to be flipped on Friday. I think Friday we'll probably see Dylan Brooks play a lot, not as much Marshawn because the offense just did not flow well. Um, like you were saying, I don't know if Mark and Mike really trust all these guys yet. I and I think that they that they're happy that they're their teammates and they really appreciate their basketball IQ, but like the the chemistry isn't there yet. Um they don't really know how to move the ball. I don't know if everyone knows everybody's strengths as much during an actual game yet, but you have to remember this was the first meaningful NBA game that they've played together. And we have a lot of new players. So it looked off. It just felt like it was off. It felt like growing pains to me. It didn't and we missed a lot of just wide open shots. Like the problem wasn't getting shots. We were getting a lot of shots that we usually get and that we usually make, and they were just missing them. So yeah, I, I think this game is probably going to be an outlier and probably an, an anomaly. Um, I still think that we have a shot to make the playoffs. It's probably unlikely, but we have a shot. I still think we'll land within like 33, 38 wins. I think we'll land right in that area. So it, it, this is a game that was concerning, but not one to just make judgments on. Like people that are already like saying – Mark's wash, JB should be fired, like all that stuff. That's ridiculous. Yeah, That's silly. It's no, been the, one game. Like, yeah, we we watched forty. <laughs> we watched four quarters of basketball. Let's let's pump the brakes a little bit and see what happens on Friday. Yeah, you're right. I mean, I, I will say that I did I, I did mention earlier at last night that, but uh, you know, I told, I said that JB's got a lot to prove in August, and and I said that there was no there was no reason to think he's a good good head coach. Like, and people people thought it was crazy. But it's still the truth. I mean, there's no reason that there's no there's no evidence to support the fact that JB's a good coach. This is the first time he's ever been a head coach himself. So, you know, he's still figuring things out too. And 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 let's hope that he does because God forbid we have to go on another head coaching search. You know, next year. I mean, I that I I don't know. That's that's not going to be healthy for any franchise. Um, but no. just getting back to the rotation, you know, some things were just other the other things are weird. Like he said, I I always thought, and I think I said that. He was going to play Marshawn Brooks heavy minutes. You have to play Marshawn Brooks heavy minutes for the first week, and then after that, you can kind of you can kind of know what he's going to be like. You can you can get an idea. I mean, so you can chalk that one up as the Marshawn Brooks is still not ready for the NBA, and there's a reason he was in China for four years game last night. And I think he'll still probably play heavy minutes, just like he said, just to see what he's got, just to right. say okay, this is he's not going to work or whatever. Then you have to sit him down. Um, but it, it very well could Dylan Brooks could, could flip and, and play 22 and, and Brooks could play, you know, get a DNP CD. Uh, the other things that kind of stood out, Andrew Harrison wasn't even active on the roster, which was, man, that, that was, I did not see that coming at all. I, I personally thought that Shelvin Mack would won the job and, and it was his to lose, but I didn't think that Andrew Harrison wasn't even going to be active. That, that was, that was strange. Yeah, that was weird. That was that was definitely weird. Because you have a guy that's been um, on the roster last year that played. I mean, your was your backup point guard last year. And I personally, I I'm not an Andrew Harrison fan. I don't think he's a good basketball player. But that's just me. So I'm fine with it. But like, I just thought it was that was still strange. Yeah, well, especially playing a team like Indiana, who has some big guards, like really big guards, like Darren Collison and Tyreek Evans and Victor Oladipo aren't small guys. They're monsters. Right. And. Andrew Harrison, you would have thought that he would have thrown in there for just defensive purposes. Yeah. And he wasn't even in there. That's why, that is why I think this game 
in a weird way, was like a regular season preseason game in JB's mind. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. I think he was still like, let me see what these guys do in real game speed against 100% effort from the other team. And to be honest, Selvin Mack didn't play the best game, but I liked him. I like, like, when he was in, the offense was still moving. Yep. He, he, I think he's going to be fine. I'm totally cool with him being the, the second point guard. I've said for a while I think Harrison is a shooting guard anyway. I don't think he's a point guard. I think he's, I think he's a defensive two guard. He's like a poor man's Ro- Roberson. You know what I mean? Like, that's what I see him being. Um, I would have liked to see him play a little bit more, though. I wasn't really happy that I saw Selden play. I would have rather seen Harrison play. I would have seen rather seen Brooks get those self minutes. You know what I mean? It was just, I think he's still really figuring it out. Like you said, he's still a first-time head coach, and he had guys last year, but this is really a completely different team than what he had last year. Oh, 100%. He doesn't have, yeah. he doesn't have just the shot creators he had last year. He doesn't have the guys that can just go out there and do it. This team has to have a systematic offense. We do not have shot creators. That yeah. is like our biggest concern. We do not have a guy, except for Mike Conley, and Marcus All that can go out there and get their own shot. Chandler Parsons can't really do that anymore. Jaron Jackson Jr. will be eventually probably be able to do that, but he can't do it right now. Dylan Brooks could probably do it, but he didn't get any playing time last night. So when you're not, so when you're playing guys that need a system to be to be successful, you have to have a system in place. You have to have a good system in place, and they have to get used to that system. I think that that's exactly what we saw last night, and. Coming out of the, the break, coming out of halftime, I think they looked a little bit more focused and they ran it better. We just happened to get blown up, blown out because Victor Oladipo decided to go nuts. Yeah. So it was, it was just a weird game altogether. Yeah, I think you're right. I, I think you're right on Shovel Mack. I mean, he, he'll be fine. I mean, there's no reason for Shovel Mack to play more minutes than Mike Conley. I know that. No. But well, there, I think there's no reason. That, that, that's the product of the game. Yeah, no, out. you're right. It's a product of getting blown out. He just started running with Mac to see, you know. But I think you're right. right. I mean, I said this to someone privately. I was just I was texting with somebody, one of my buddies, and I was like, look, I think that JB's going to sacrifice wins early in this season to figure out what what he's got. Yeah. I mean, if you roll out and you play so you play Marshawn Brooks 22 minutes, so, so what? You have to see, you know, he's got to be able to see what he's got. And then you know you just you may you may sacrifice wins, but at the same time, at the same time, if if Marcus and Mike Conley don't don't combine to score five five shots, five baskets every night, right. you know if that doesn't happen, then right. it's a it's a pretty different game. And then you know you had Garrett Temple. Garrett Temple looked good. He was exactly what I thought he would be coming off the greens, uh, hitting you know take he took eight three point shots, which is what you want. Um, you want him to take those shots. He was fifty percent from from three. I mean he took thirteen altogether. It's not which you don't want that. Um, but you know the other the other weirdest thing was Kyle Anderson, the marquee free agent, gets 19 minutes, and I, I, I you know, he didn't play down the down the, really down the stretch, so you could probably chalk that up to the product of the product of the game as well. But I I just assumed, I just assumed that he would start and Chandler Parsons would come off the bench. I think we all assumed that. Um, I wonder I wonder if that was more of a giving Chandler a vote of confidence kind of thing because um, he looked different. Chandler looked he, different. He, he looks was aggressive good. last night. Yeah, like he looked completely different than we what we've seen the past two years. Um, and and Kyle Anderson, he's a little. And if I had to guess, he might still be a little bit banged up. Like he may be good to go, but he's been dealing with an injury. And I don't know if JB wanted to push him on night one. I and I I agree with you. I think JB looked at this game and said, "We're in Indiana. We're playing one of the best rebounding teams in the league." I mean, 
freaking Sabonis was a monster last night. He had 15 rebounds. Every, yeah. Like every time the ball went to him, he just like had like a suction cup on his hand. And they're a great defensive team. They they can score like crazy. They to be honest, the Indiana Pacers are like what the Grizzlies were like five years ago. Yeah, and that's a tough team to play, especially in the first game. So I think JB looked at this and went, "We're probably not going to win this game anyway. Let's try some things and see what happens." And I think that that's exactly what happened because going into this game. I love the Memphis Grizzlies. I root for them every single night. I want them to win every single night. I had, I was like, there's no way we win this game. I did yeah. not think we were going to win the game going into it because at Indiana opening night, they're jacked up. It's a hard. Tyreek is has a chip on his shoulder against us. The cards were de- the deck was stacked against the Grizzlies last night, and it just happened to just everything just seemed to go wrong. Yeah, it was a weird game. You know, I definitely I didn't think they were going to lose. Well, let me replace that. I didn't think they were going to lose that bad. Um, I, yeah, I didn't I, think it was going to be this bad. I thought it was, I, I thought I thought it was, was going like to be a competitive game. Yeah, still. I thought it was going to be a competitive game with like a 10-point loss. Um, mm-hmm. You know, if, if they did lose. I didn't, ex- I didn't think they were going to lose, to be perfectly honest. I thought they might win that game. Um, but it, it's one of those games I think is definitely a toss-up. Uh, but you just, you know, you just kind of don't really know. Um, and, and Indiana's got a lot of good players. It's not like it's not like Indiana's a bad team. So like, I, I think that that's that's also people don't Grizzlies fans aren't factoring that into the equation. That the Pacers aren't a bad team. They're not a great team, but they got a lot of individually good players. So, um, but w- so what do you think? Do you think that um, you think that's the same starting lineup on Friday? You think we see Green Parsons, Gasol, um, Conley, Temple? The only difference I could see is maybe Parsons coming off the bench and Anderson getting and sliding Anderson into the starting lineup. Because Temple played too well for him to take him out of the starting lineup, and then Mike and Mark are going to be there, and Jermichael's going to be there. So Parsons is the only person I could see flipped, and it could be Kyle Anderson, it could be Dylan Brooks. Like those are those are the only options I think. Um, but if this is the lineup that, that they start on Friday. I'd be happy with it because when this lineup came out yesterday, I was like, oh, I actually really like that lineup because it's a big lineup and it's a, it's a good defensive lineup. And that's exactly what they want to do. They, I mean, they've said multiple times they want to have a defensive mindset, but they can also score. We just haven't, <laughs> the scoring just didn't show up last night. Yeah, I was told there'd be, de- I was told in the summer there'd be defense. Uh, there was no defense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah. Well, yeah, that's what's weird, though. I think the defense was actually pretty good. We were just giving up so many rebounds. It kind oh, of it's the numbers. so many because, offensive rebounds. Like in the first quarter, they only had nine. They only had nineteen points with two minutes left, and then Victor Oladipo just hit like two threes in a row, and like they weren't blowing us out, blowing us out. We just wouldn't. We just couldn't score. Like them only scoring 111 points isn't the end of the world. And 35 of those came in the fourth quarter when we were playing our garbage, like it was in garbage time. So I think our defense was there. I was happy with our defense. I thought the rotations were good. I thought that the guys were moving well. We had a, we had a couple blocks. Like it, we had a lot of steals. We were very active. We were very active with our hands. We would cause we forced them to have turnovers. We just couldn't score and we couldn't rebound. And when you can't do those two things in basketball, you're going to get punished. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, I said it last night. I said it just just a little bit ago. You can't you can't overcome bad rebounding. It's one just one of the things in basketball you just can't do. Um, but the Grizzlies, right. they're going to have to find out or find a way uh, for someone on that bench unit to score the basketball. Because I'm looking at the players. I'm looking at Jaron Jaron Jackson, a rookie, which he can score the ball. Kyle Anderson, Shelvin Mack, Selden, Brooks, Brooks, Brooks and Brooks and Selden. I mean, 
there was there was so much hype around Marshawn Brooks being that explosive scorer, and you know if one of those guards can't get out and score the basketball in the second unit, then they are going to be woefully in trouble uh, because right. the offense is just going to literally fall off a cliff once all those guys come out. It might and it's going to be turned into a situation where you have to keep Mike and Mark on the floor, one of those guys on the floor at all times. Um, right. It's just it's just going to be a product of where you, the, those guys have to be out there to to just keep the offense going. Um, but you mentioned this earlier that this is these guys, all the guys they have are a product of a system. And if JB doesn't have a damn good system, they're going to be in trouble. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, and and I think the, the the bench score has to be Dylan Brooks. It just has to be. Yeah, unless Jaron Jackson emerges as like. A great score, but I look at Jaron Jackson Jr. He's going to be more of a defensive presence, and then the scoring would develop over time. Dylan Brooks has to be that scorer off the bench, especially if he's going to come off the bench. That like that's that's really the only option there because I don't think Marshawn Brooks can do it consistently. I just don't. Well, letting letting Jaron Jackson Jr. Uh, come off the bench is that's another that's another reason why you want him to come off the bench is so that he can take other reserves. And score on them. You know he's going to be going going against right. you know not starting and not starting caliber players, but players that are you know re- reserve roles. And he's he can actually you know he would be able to score on those players. He can take them off the dribble or put them in the post or whatever. So if Jaren, you're going to need Jaron Jackson, Dylan Brooks to be you know kind of the duo with, with either you know with Mac, those guys to be the people who score the most points off the bench. And Jaron Jackson Jr., Kyle Anderson, Shelvin Mack, and Dylan Brooks should be your bench unit. That should be it. That only should be another question. That's a great that's bench unit. That's a good unit. bench unit. Absolutely. Yeah. There should be. There's... And Jaron Jackson Jr., let, let's talk about him for a second. Um, he played well last night. Like the played team, great. Like, I think he he wasn't in the offense a lot, but when he got his opportunities, he took advantage of them. I mean, he got to the free throw line three different times, and he was causing mismatches, and he was forcing his defender to either foul him or let him score. I liked what he was doing. He, was, he tried his best on the rebounding. He had five rebounds, but he had three steals and one block. That's yeah. exactly what we need from him. He had 10 points, three steals, one block, five rebounds. If I remember correctly, last time we talked, when you asked me what, like, what's like, the stat line you want from him this year, I think I said something pretty much that was that. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah, that's like, I, that is, you're right. That is a, a great first game from Jaron Jackson Jr. He took one three-point shot. I like that. He missed it. Um, but at least he took it. He was aggressive. He didn't seem the game didn't seem too fast for him. It just seemed like he was a little. He just got to kind of find his place on the offensive end. But on the defensive end, he was he was really good. He was rotating well. He was good on the help defense. He was he was in, he was disrupting shots and he was active. And that's exactly what I wanted from him. Well, it's almost like with Jaron Jackson, it's almost like nothing really stood out bad. And he he honestly didn't look like a rookie. He just looked like another player out there. Like he didn't look yeah. You know, like there are some other, there are players out there. You go, God, what is he doing? Like, what what is what what right. is you doing out there? And then like, right. It, but with Jaron, he, he and it's almost like when no one's talking about that because of the fact that he didn't stand out in a negative way. He just looked, he blended in. But that's a good, you know, that's like a that's a good thing for a rookie, like to be able to blend in in an NBA game and not really, you know, there's not things we can point to and go, oh my gosh, why didn't you do that? Do that? Do that? And I mean, he could have easily had 15 points. Uh, maybe more if he if he hadn't gotten hit with those open looks that you know when he was open and people had to hit him with the ball. I mean, so yeah, a hundred percent. Jaron Jackson was great. I mean, that's exactly what you want from your rookie. He didn't he didn't do anything right. to 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 the detriment of the team. He, he's not out there causing turnovers. He's doing exactly what you want him to do, and he's playing within the offense. And that is what people. I mean, there's nothing else that he's going to do this year. They're not going to run stuff for Jaron Jackson Jr. At least not now. 
Now we have Gasol, right. Conley on the on the on the floor with them. It's just not going to happen. So it's just another tip in the tip in the cap of why you should bring him off the bench is that you can run stuff for Jaron when he's out there without Mike and Mark. He can be your go-to guy. Him and Brooks can be your go-to guys to score the basketball, and that's what they need to develop. Absolutely. And so I think over time they'll get that. But hopefully, hopefully Friday it will turn around because I do not want to watch another one of those games again. At least not all season. I had to do it last season. I won't do it again. Yeah, I don't. I don't either. I would be shocked though. I mean, to be honest, thank God we're playing the Hawks. Thank God. I know, right? <laughs> and like, if it was like, hey, you got like the Lakers next, would be like, oh shit! Like, it we we're getting lucky with the Hawks. And I'm not saying that we're getting lucky because it's a it's an automatic W. I think we'll probably win that game. But that is a team that you can kind of try some new things with. I think that they're going to be a little bit more calm. It's at home. We've beaten them in the preseason. We've seen their looks already. I think that we're more familiar with that team. So yeah. I think that they'll do. I think that they'll play well on Friday. I would be. I would be shocked if we see the exact same thing that we saw last night on Friday. No, you're right. I, I, if we lose that game, uh, I might. I might write the first negative column of the of the year at GrizzlyBearBlues.com. I don't know, but uh, it will be bad. It just. I, I'd, I'd be like I said. I'd be shocked if they lost that game. Though the, the Hawks are terrible. Um, but uh, mm-hmm. but look, man, I appreciate you. you Carver has some time to talk basketball with me today. Um, but we'll we'll talk again soon and hopefully Friday we'll get that W, man. I appreciate it. No problem, man. See you soon.